This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Here's someone I'm not tired of ever, PJ Glasser. <laughs> Giving out his plays. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles! Now he's got an entourage! And he's got a touchdown! Parlays for today. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. It's PJ Glasser. Let's bring him in. You know him, you love him. Co-host of Inside the Betting Lines every Sunday from 1 to 5 Eastern, live from MGM National Harbor, and host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. PJ, how are you this morning? And, you know, are you into Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, or are you ready to move forward? You don't have to make a very strong stance here because I want to keep the Swifties away from you. I will take the L's. I'll take the arrows. Good morning, guys. Uh, no real opinion. No real opinion on T Swift and Travis Kelsey. I think the bigger question is we are not talking enough about Odell Beckham and Kim Kardashian, how the Ravens are 0 and 1 since that was reported. So please, Odell, for the love of God, stay away from the Kardashians. That that is the relationship I'm focused on. There we go. There we go. Oh my God. Kim Kardashian's probably seething right now because nobody cares about her relationship or her hanging out with Odell Beckham Jr. But you're right. She's being upstage by Taylor Swift. All right. So let's get into some of these games because we do have a good slate ahead of us. And let's start with your Ravens. Ravens matching up with the Browns this week. Ravens getting two and a half points on the road here in a divisional matchup. Who do you like? So the look ahead line in this game, guys, was Ravens were actually favored two and a half before they played the Colts, lost outright, and the Browns played the Titans and won rather easily. Ravens were favored in this game. I can't justify a five-point line movement, especially when we know the Ravens are just, I mean, they're dealing with so many injuries. I think they could get a couple key pieces back in this game. I think Marlon Humphrey's probably going to return. I think one of their offensive linemen are going to return. Odell, who we just talked about, I think he could play in this game. So I think the Ravens coming off a bad home loss. They bounce back. They go up to Cleveland. Like you said, Chelsea, divisional matchup. I uh, I think they can win this game outright. So, uh, again, the fact they were favored in this game, Browns play well, Ravens don't play well, and now all of a sudden the Browns are favored by two and a half. Really hoping we get a three in this game so i would hold off it's still early in the week it's only a tuesday maybe some more people bet the browns and you can get a three but i'm definitely leaning towards the ravens i think they win this game Uh, i think they win it outright pg we were just talking about this next game in the previous segment steelers at the texans and the upstart quarterback out of ohio state cj stroud i kind of like the under here just based on the defenses involved and the steelers offense which doesn't move it and Texans and Stroud trying to get something done against Pittsburgh. What do you think? I kind of like the underjanks. I really like the Texans in this game at plus three. I think they can win it outright. So one of the things I start looking for, guys, in the NFL, now that we've kind of had multiple games under our belt, we've had three games with all these teams, when a team plays back-to-back primetime games, right, games that you really get up for, you prep hard during the week, you really want to win, 
when you come off of those games and you kind of play a one o'clock game on the road and you play against the Texans and it's really not one of those teams, it's not that game that you had circled on the schedule at the beginning of the year, I think it's a great spot to fade Pittsburgh, right? You play Monday night against the Browns, big game, divisional rival, you don't want to go 0-2. Then you go on the road, you play Vegas on Sunday night, big game, obviously tons of Steelers fans there. Now you go on the road, you play the Texans who have been very competitive so far this season. Like you said, Jank Stroud's been very good. They also have the Ravens next week and Steelers Ravens, as we know, one of the biggest rivalries in football. So I think it's a great spot to fade Pittsburgh because it could be a letdown off two back-to-back prime time games. And then also a look ahead to the Ravens and Houston just showed us they're more than capable than knocking off a team that we all think is pretty good. So I like the Texans plus three. I know a lot of people think this spread might be a little short uh, because Pittsburgh has beaten the Browns and uh, and the Raiders on the road in back-to-back games. But I like the Texans here. Again, plus three. I think they win it outright. I'm looking at the plays you like, and I was honestly surprised to see this game on the card. Niners-Cardinals, a 14-point oh. spread. Normally, these are games that I don't touch with a 10-foot pole, but you, sir are doing it. Who do you like? What's the play? So Chelsea, the game I like actually isn't even available right now, but when it does become available, I would look at Arizona in the first half. Guys, think about how good the Cardinals have been to start these games, right? Week one against Washington, they're winning at halftime. Week two against the Giants, they're up three scores. Dallas, they were beating them at halftime. So Arizona first half has become a great play. Not only are they covering these spreads, they're getting you the money line as well. Mm. They're 14-point dogs in this game against San Francisco. It's going to be another huge first-half number, probably a plus 7.5, plus 8. I think that's the play when that drops. Again, we talk about look-ahead spots. San Francisco's got Dallas at home next week, right? Huge game in the NFC for the playoff picture. And obviously Dallas wanting some revenge for losing to San Francisco in the playoffs last year. Maybe Arizona just isn't as bad as we all think they are. Again, yeah. they very easily could be 3-0. and Should have beaten the Giants. They should have beaten the Commanders. And then they beat Dallas from start to finish in that game. So maybe it's just teams not taking them seriously. And it's a combination of Arizona being better than we kind of all think they are. So I like Cardinals first half when that play drops. Kind of like them plus 14-2. I think San Francisco wins the game. But uh, again, ton of points in the NFL with an Arizona team that has definitely exceeded expectations up to this point. We're talking with PJ Glasser, co-host of Inside the Betting Lines every Sunday from 1 to 5 in the East, live from MGM National Harbor and host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. Today they're talking NFL division futures and Ryder Cup as well. Okay, PJ, let's go to the college game. Syracuse Clemson. Clemson coming off that absolute heartbreaker against Florida State. Had a chance to win that game in regulation, but that kicker, Lights, I think his name was. Will Lights, I think that was it. And, man, a great story, but ends up shanking it, so Florida State wins instead. What's going to happen in this one? I like Syracuse at plus seven, guys. Maybe even sprinkle a little bit on the money line as well. If you're a player in that Clemson locker room, like you go to Clemson and win national championships, right? And we're heading into week five of the season, and like your season's basically already done. Like you're not going to the playoff. You're not winning the ACC probably because you already have two conference losses. And now you got to go on the road. You got to play a noon kick. 
against a Syracuse team that I think is one of the more underrated teams in the country, especially offensively. Offensive numbers they've put up this year have been fantastic. They have a really good quarterback that nobody talks about in Garrett Schrader. So I like the Cuse in this matchup. They normally play Clemson pretty tough as well. Syracuse next three games, guys. Clemson this week, North Carolina the week after, Florida State the week after that. This is their stretch mm. right here. These three games. This is what it's all about. So they know they have to get off to a great start. Uh, I kind of like the under in this game as well, 52.5. I think it could be kind of low scoring. But getting that key number, the seven with Syracuse, in a game, they, I, I think they have a great shot at winning outright. I like it. Give me the cues. I'm trying to remember. I feel like Syracuse beat Clemson on like a Friday night game, like a couple years ago. Yeah, it was such yeah. a wonky game, and it was a year where Clemson was supposed to win the national championship. Hell, maybe they even did. But, uh, yes, for some reason or another, Syracuse plays Clemson closely uh, Is sometimes when it comes to those ACC matchups. Let's go to the SEC next. LSU Ole Miss, what's your read here? I like LSU, minus three against the Rebels. Uh, you guys know I'm a Bama guy. I watched that whole Bama Ole Miss game this past weekend, every play of it. I, I walked away from that game really unimpressed with Ole Miss. I don't think Jackson Dart's a very good quarterback. Uh, their defense isn't that great either. Bama's offense still has a ton of issues. But LSU, I think they're still going to win the SEC. I know they suffered that early season loss to Florida State. Haven't really been impressed with Georgia yet. Obviously, I haven't been impressed with Bama. A&M got beat by Miami. The SEC is just wide open this year. Lane Kiffin, ever since he's been at Ole Miss, like really hasn't won a signature game yet. And this would kind of be one of those games that like might be the best win he's had since he's been there. Kind of just has a knack for losing these games. So I like LSU minus three. I think they have the better offense. I think they have the better defense. I think they have the better coach. So give me the Tigers. Anything three or below, I like it. Give me LSU. PJ, before we let you go, got about a minute and a half left here before we go to break. I know Survivor was tough last week. A lot of us were on Jacksonville. So who yeah. are you on this week? This week, Jenks, I think there are two good options. Uh, San Francisco, who we were talking about. I do like Arizona to keep it close, but I think they win. I also like Dallas. I like Dallas this week to bounce back against the Patriots after that loss. Because, again, Dallas has San Francisco next week, right? Mm. So, really quick, you can go from 2-0 and and everybody thinking you could have one of the best records in the NFL winning the Super Bowl to 2-3 and if you lose this game. So, I think it's a great matchup. That defensive front four against Mac Jones, who's a statue back there. I like Dallas to bounce back. So either the Cowboys or the Niners would be a play for me, but uh, I'm rolling with Dallas this week. He is co-host of Inside the Betting Lines every Sunday from 1 to 5 in the East, live from MGM National Harbor. Check him out today as host of Send It In at 1 o'clock in the East and follow him on X at PJ Glasser 9. It's PJ Glasser. PJ, thank you. Thank you, guys. You bet. Man, I love when PJ comes on because he's already got those bets locked in. He's a better man than I am. It takes me a while to figure everything out. But you put some bets in too early. God, Survivor looks tough this week. I, I was just looking. Mm, I don't know who I'm going to pick. I took the L in a big, big way. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.